0: No purchase necessary voidwork prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the DC City Cast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bett Rivers. Friday edition DC City Cast presented by Bed Rivers Sportsbook. Frank Hanrahan from Vieson with you. As uh, we are getting set for our first Commanders preseason game. And just when you think everything is calm and rational and normal and quiet and professional and doing things the right way out there in Ashburn, (laughs) not so fast, my friends. The circus is back in Ashburn. We'll explain. Will that have any impact on this uh, weekend's game against Carolina? It may. It may be a good thing for us if we like the Washington commanders. We'll get into the return of uh, one Juan Soto as the Padres visit the Nationals tonight. We'll break that game down. And, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, why in the hell did they trade Juan Soto with two years left on his contract? If San Diego hasn't given him a a new contract, then why did the Nationals jump the gun? Especially when there's now rumors of new ownership. Taking a look, see at the books, and maybe they'll have a new owner uh, by next season. It's just mind-boggling and baffling. And I, 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 that, it, I'm that i speechless. So Juan Soto and the Padres are in town. We'll break down that game at Bet River Sportsbook. And uh, some other uh, news and notes from around the NFL. Oh, yes, there is one thing that I really want to get into about when we're wagering on these games like the over under I was looking at a couple NFL games last night and just one thing every team must avoid not only in the preseason but in the regular season because I don't know why they're they're not being avoided We'll discuss that straight ahead DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Speaking of calling all baseball fans this week, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for Same Game Parlay Bet and Gets on all professional baseball games. Create your ideal same game parlay of over three legs and receive up to three fifty percent profit boosts. That's right, get a fifty percent profit boost when you place qualifying same-game parlay wagers. This week only, head over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers Sportsbook app for more details. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21, playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem, call 1-888-532-3500. We will get to baseball in a second with the Nats and the Padres tonight. I'm assuming the Padres are big favorites. And it's a reasonable uh, assumption. But I want to start with the Washington Commanders preseason game tomorrow i said all week that i like the commanders minus the now it's up to two and a half and one day it's gone the other way so everybody's taking the commanders back up to two and a half um and i think the latest non-news news news helps the commanders for tomorrow's game against the carolina panthers let me explain (laughs) i mean They can't help themselves out there in Ashburn. The commander's quarterback, Carson Wentz, does a sit down with uh, Scotty Abraham, ABC7. And Scott, who doesn't pull any punches, respect. I give it to him. He doesn't softball it, doesn't have pom-poms. And I don't understand why people are pissed at him for his tone of the question. Nobody was pissed about it when it was actually happening. So basically in a sit down with Carson Wentz, by the way, reminder, this is the big leagues, big boys. You take big hits, but you can't take big questions. Or maybe Carson Wentz had no issues with it. But Scott Abraham basically asked him, hey, Philly gave up on you. Indianapolis gave up on you. Do you think this is your last chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? And this is where I give Scott credit because everybody and their mom, critics, analysts, they all say that. But when it comes to actually asking the person who's at the core of it, how is that a bad tone? And if Carson once had an issue with the question, he should have been like, well, I don't know if that's necessarily correct. And it wasn't like a a terrible Badly worded question, in my opinion. Other people are saying it's a bad, bad, uh, bad question. I don't have a problem with it. Again, wood bats, man. This is the big leagues. You're getting paid $28 million. So if he had an issue with it, he should have said right then and there, hey, well, you know, not necessarily. I mean, blah, blah. I don't think Carson Wentz had an issue with the question. But their team president, Jason Wright, comes out today and tweets at Scott Abraham, or retweets actually the portion of the interview that he didn't like. And is just stoking a fire that wasn't even there. Trying to find out what he says here so I don't uh, screw it up. I mean, of all the things the day before, your first preseason game, you're going to go out there and question a me- media member and the way that they questioned your quarterback. And then in that tweet threaten to not allow Scott to attend practices and <laughs> cover the games. <laughs> oh, here it is. Um, so he, he retweets the, the question and answer from Scott to Carson that says, "Thank this is Jason Wright, suite, the team president, who really is just a marketing expert. He doesn't have anything to do with the football ops. Thankfully, Carson demonstrated grace and class in response to this pompous, unprofessional mess. I recognize you've made a living on childlike provocation, but it needs to be called out. Don't expect special access and good luck building rapport with the guys at Scott7news. And then he goes on, it's not the guys who can't take criticism. Just be a journalist and follow standard practices. Others have found a way to do both. And then he subtweets a a pom-pom article about uh, Carson Wentz. Or I don't know if it's a pom-pom article, but it's headlined like Carson Wentz is motivated. (laughs) There's no reason to do this. And all it does is add more of the what in the world are they doing? This is the big leagues, man. Like, when do we lose sight of that? You and I have been asked tougher questions in our daily routine than that. And again, if Carson Wentz didn't like it, he should have said, hey, Scott, whoa, wait, I don't know if that's a fair question, right? So it's not Carson Wentz. It was either Jason Wright or, (laughs) and here's the big or, Dan Snyder's still clearly running the show because stuff like this is the kind of things in the past that Snyder would have told his henchmen or his cronies, i.e. Jason Wright, to go do something about it. And he has. This is another embarrassing. Embarrassing misstep by this organization. Pro Football Talk picked up on it, and he went back and forth with Jason Wright about it saying, hey, look, these are fair questions. What do you what, what are you what are you all upset about? And here's the other thing. The timing of it all. It's the eve of your first preseason game where you got tickets going for a dollar you're trying to rebrand reset your organization and when you're trying to reset your organization you don't do dumb things like this on Twitter hey handle behind the scenes if you don't like what somebody does unless it's just this outrageous egregious statement then then you come out and say something but there is nothing wrong with the cr- uh, the tone of these questions. Yeah, Pro Football Talk got in on it said, "...some teams act like media outlets who get access to their players and coaches should be eternally grateful. But it's a two-way street. Teams get free promotion from every story that the access generates. The league was built on taking full advantage of this kind of exposure." Uh, he said the pro football talk Twitter said, this is a problem with league and team owned media. The teams get used to puff and fluff and they get upset by fair questions. They expect softballs in exchange for access. These are fair questions that someone who works directly for the team would never ask. Correct. Boy, it's embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed if I was Carson Wentz, I would go to Jason Wright and be like, dude, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. I mean, I, I think you think that you have my back with that, but no, stop it. Stop it. Let me do my own thing. And look, again, he's bringing attention to something nobody was talking about. (laughs) But this is where we got to use this information to our advantage. Because tomorrow now there's, you know, a little angst for the Washington commanders. (laughs) They want to put on a show. They need to put on a good show. And that's why we're going to take the Commanders minus two and a half. Although I gave it out yesterday at minus one and a half at Bed River Sportsbook. I like the play. I like them at home. I like them with the new uniforms, the new fight song. They have to perform well now, especially when you're putting a soft blanket over your quarterback and saying, everything's going to be okay as you nurse him to sleep. <laughs> I mean, that's where we are right now. Oh, it's embarrassing. Can you imagine? And I've said this before on this podcast, there's no way I'd work for their organization. And there is just another example as to why. Okay. Let's say I'm in PR. Okay. Okay. Because I've covered the team for many years. I'm sure many times I've had PR people come up to me. And I remember people coming up to me being upset about something I said in a show or wrote or put it on a blog. I've had that head many times. But it wasn't stated publicly. Right. So it was, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Look, so and so didn't like what you said. Do you mind retracting it? Or would you like to follow up with a correction? You know, stuff like that. That's what should have taken place. You don't have to knee jerk and go right out to the the social media world and say, oh, look at this. I'm so pissed at the tone of the questions. And then to threaten the access to that reporter to cover the team. Just a week ago, we said it feels like grown-ups are back in charge of the Washington football team. No distractions. Their owner had finally testified before Congress, and it seemed like things were getting back to normal. And then this happens today. It's like they can't help themselves. It's like an addict who's just addicted to the drama of nonsense. But, I actually think this helps the commanders tomorrow at minus two and a half. Now they got to come out guns blazing. They got to look good. They got to look sharp. Carson Wentz, who said that that was the other thing that, you know, it was a question about his accuracy in, 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 in training camp that Scott asked about. That was fine, too. The tone like, oh, my God, this is put your big boy pants on. He said, Philly didn't want you in Indianapolis. Didn't want you. I don't understand what's so bad about that tone. And again, if Carson didn't like it, he would have should have stopped him and said, dude, wait, whoa, that's a little harsh. I would have said something. You would have said something if somebody asked you a question that you don't think is fair. You'd go, whoa, dude, he didn't do that. So it wasn't him that was upset about the questioning. It was their other team president. Oh, my. gosh, Just so buttery soft, so buttery soft and. You know, you want fans to root for you. I think most fans, and I actually saw fans tweet about Scott's line of questioning yesterday. Like, good job, man. Good hard questions. This is what we want as fans. And so now as a fan to see them just being super, super delicate, throwing that extra bounce in their dryer. Like, wow. Really? (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, the man makes $28 million a year. It's okay to ask tough questions. And then you're going to say, oh, well, it doesn't matter how much you make. You should be still be respected. Yeah, he was respected. And if he felt disrespected, he should say, dude, relax. But with that said, Carson Wentz and company, they got to look good tomorrow against the Carolina Panthers. Minus 2.5. I think the total is at 36.5 or something like that. Not going to touch the total because actually last night, I was watching these preseason games, and these officials are calling everything under the sun. In fact, in the New England game that I was watching with the Giants I like the under 35 now I didn't give that out officially yesterday I actually went 2-0 and yesterday because I gave you the under in the field of dreams baseball game and um, what else did I give you There's another game that I won was there something else maybe that was just it yeah that was just it 1-0 and sorry my bad the Ravens again machine at home but literally every scoring drive by both teams yesterday helped and aided by 15 yard penalties. So tomorrow in the Commanders Carolina game, here's a tip guys, don't make dumb personal fouls or even come close to it. One drive was kept alive because the Giants were flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct after an incomplete pass in the end zone and the Giants defensive back sort of stood over the wide receiver and did, you know, the incomplete and and sort of stared at the receiver and got a flag. So you have to be super safe when it comes to betting on these totals in the preseason, because these officials are calling everything, right? And their emphasis this preseason is that illegal contact, which will keep drives alive. There were so many 15-yard penalties in the Patriots-Giants game that kept drives alive and would end in scoring plays. So keep that in mind. I'm not taking the total. I'm going to go with the Commanders tomorrow at minus 2.5 at Bed River Sportsbook. But what just, you know, another, another idea that this circus is never going away. If you continue to do stuff like this, be a professional. The media player relationship is always fascinating to me. I did it for many years. Had some relationship with players, some very good, others whatever. There was always that strange, this microphone in front of your mouth, very bizarre, dynamic. You can't just shoot it, right? You just can't talk. We're very guarded. Like, do you know, go to your buddies and have a conversation with a microphone. It just makes everybody tighten up. Now this was—they didn't actually have—they had uh, what are those lav mics? So they had them on their shirt. But you understand what I'm saying? It just—it makes things awkward, makes things strange. And when a reporter actually asks a semi-tough question, everybody goes bananas, or at least everybody in the organization went bananas. And I'm sure Dan Snyder made that order, the code red order, because I—I mean, I hope it's not Jason Wright's actual belief of what he's saying. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, that's that's just unfortunate. So <laughs> come on, man. Strap up on your big boy pants. Pull them up. It's okay. Pull them up. Earn your money. Be a professional. Don't worry so much about what you can't control. And now you're trying to control the narrative by threatening somebody's credentials. My God. Oh, what a world we live in. All right. Well, <laughs> I I just, I feel for Scott and I feel for, for media folks. And uh, look, it's, it's, the dynamic is interesting, right? But you just got to, you just got to handle it. You just got to handle it. If it was an outrageous question, okay, maybe. Even then I'm skeptical, but it's just football. It really is just football too, okay? So let's all relax. Let's all calm down. Actually enjoy some football tomorrow. Commanders taking all the Panthers, and I'm taking the Commanders at minus two and a half, despite all the circus acts that are quickly back in Ashburn. And I'm sure Coach Ron Rivera is rolling his eyes like, what? What? Come on. Another distraction. All right, when we return here on the D.C. CityCast, we'll get into the Nationals and the uh, Padres. I have a lean on that. And again, it it really is mind-boggling that they trade away Juan Soto with more rumors circulating that the team is going to be sold. We'll hit on that next on the D.C. CityCast, presented by Bed River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Ann, Rand from Visa. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers online sports book all season long. Bet Rivers is your go-to sports book for all football-related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more every week. Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. DC CityCast rolls on. Download and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by our good friends at Bed Rivers uh, Sportsbook. Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN as the Nationals back home after day off. Taking on the uh, San Diego Padres tonight. Juan Soto still looks weird in that interesting uh, Padres uniform. They've never gotten the Padres uniforms right. Like, I like the brown, but it's just, it still looks a little off. Uniform talk again. Uh, the Padres are a big, massive favorite tonight. Minus 265. Nationals plus 220 at uh, Bed River Sportsbook. The total runs tonight. Nine runs, nine, nine runs. Um, the <laughs> pitching matchup tonight you got uh Mike Clevenger, who is three and four, three six zero ERA. He's got 62 K's and 65 innings of work. Opposed by the Nationals is uh, Corey Abbott, 0 and one, 5.68 ERA. 11 strikeouts in 12 and two-thirds innings. The uh, Padres are 63 and 51. Away record, 30 and 27. Nationals, 37 and 76. 17 and 40 at home. The uh, Padres have been struggling. Second in the NL West. Three-game series. First time they played this year. Nats two and eight in their last ten. Padres five and five. Padres not going to win the NL West, but they're going to get in in the wild card at some capacity. So they're a playoff baseball team. Fighting for positioning when it comes to the postseason. Um I the Nationals took finally one of two from the Cubs. Lost the rubber match on Wednesday. And now they're back home. They're not very good at home. This is Juan Soto's return. There's going to be a lot of people at the game today rooting for Juan Soto. It's not like a Bryce Harper situation because he was a free agent. He's fled. Juan Soto was traded. And again, there are reports around today saying that uh, there are ownership groups looking at the team, potential buyers. This thing could get done sooner than later. And it just made me flip back and think, why did the team trade Juan Soto again? Business as usual is what Mike Rizzo said when asked about that. And I guess because he never accepted that contract, and I guess these teams that were contending were willing to give up such a freight for him that the deal was too good to be true not to make the deal. But I will flip it the other way. Soto still had two years left on his contract. He was one of the only reasons people were still interested in going and attending Nats games. And you have to factor in ownership and the current owners to as whether or not they want to keep this guy. And I would have thought... If the Padres make the trade, they sign him to a long-term deal right away. But they've got a humongous salary cap already as it is, and Soto's making a good amount of change. But he's not going to make the fifty million dollars that he is or wanting fifty million a year. That's I think that's the going rate that he wants, or his or his agents wants. The fact that he has not signed a long-term deal right after the trade to San Diego makes me just think that the Padres are going to hold on to him for two years until his contract is up, and then they'll try to uh, negotiate or trade him before the trade deadline in two years, which, hello, McFly, maybe that's what the Nationals should have done. I just just don't understand. Please, someone explain this to me. Why would you ship off your superstar with two years left on his contract? I guess he got all these prospects, fantastic. But I've said this many times here on the DC CityCast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. Uh, you are sending yourself into obscurity and being totally irrelevant for at least the next two years. Yeah, it's going to be a long road. And you're only going to get the good seats sold when your former players come back. <laughs> like Soto, Trey Turner, maybe someday Anthony Rendon. Maybe someday, if he ever gets healthy. Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer, laundry list of former players. So with that said, here's what we're going to do tonight. Um, We're going to put a little bit on the Padres at minus 265. Total is nine now. Each of the last seven games between the Padres and Nats have gone over the total runs line at nine runs. Um, that's that's dicey, dangerous. If you want to do the run line, Padres minus one and a half, minus 157. If you want to do the Nats, plus one and a half, plus 132. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll put a little bit on the Padres in Juan Soto's return. Not going to go crazy. Crazier things have happened in the past when we take big favorites. Like the first game after Soto's trade, the Mets were like minus 330. And the Nationals won. But let's not get carried away. Uh, The Nationals lineup right now. Who do we know? Like Robles? uh, This kid Manessis has been on a tear. Uh, But that's about it, man. Offensively, they got nobody that threatens or makes us shake in the boots. Nelson Cruz is still there, but he's not doing much. So we're going to take the Padres tonight, minus the 265. I know it is a big number, but I'm not going to sweat it. And if you think – and Juan Soto's got the flair for the dramatic. Looking at his uh, home run props at Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, Juan Soto to hit a homer tonight is plus 310. Man, they've got – Wow. Minus 435, no. Luke Voigt, who's capable of going deep, yes, plus only 225 for the Nationals. Minus 305, Manny Machado, plus 290. And Machado, minus 400, no homers. But you know, in one of these games, if it's not tonight, then I'm betting on Soto tomorrow. And if it's not tomorrow, then I'm betting on Soto on Sunday to hit a home run. That's a lock. He's going to hit a homer in this series. You like that Pat? Yeah, I do too. I'm going to take that bet. I watched a little of the uh, Field of Dreams games last night. Uh, took the under nine runs. Good sweat after the Cubs scored like three runs in the first inning or four runs or whatever it was. I was like, ah, here we go. But uh, numbers there for a reason. Settled down, 4-2 to two the final. Uh, I don't know what to, to make of this game anymore. I feel like every time out, they're going to have to outdo the year before. And... It was crazy that John Smoltz was doing the game and his father died yesterday. I was like, oh my God, man. And the theme was the father-son catch. Isn't that crazy? Like the whole movie, Field of Dreams, is about having a catch with your deceased father. And John Smoltz, Hall of Fame pitcher, doing the game and his dad dies and he continues to work. Thought that was like, oh my, my God, man. And, woof, that'd be tough. Maybe they knew it was coming, and, but still, it doesn't matter. And John Smoltz hung in there and, and and did the broadcast. That that was amazing, amazing. But I feel like they have to outdo themselves now every year with something different. They had the Griffey dads uh, last night. Thrown in the outfield, that was cool. That's sort of a sort of sort of a cheesy um, intro, but you know sometimes cheesy's good, and that was that was good to have uh, the father son deal, and then they see Ken Griffey, and then Ken Griffey Jr. comes out with his dad, and <laughs> yeah, the uh, the hair starts to raise up on your uh, on your skin. So, uh, but that's the thing moving forward. Like every year, they're gonna have to ramp it up. And make it special. But it it it's it's different. I like it. I love the old school uniforms. I don't think they had any um I don't think they had any uh replay challenges. I tweeted that last night at J. Frank A ran like those games, throwback feel, should not have any technology. It should be all old school. Just like they do the scoreboard in the outfield. That was cool. They had somebody climb up on a ladder, change a score that way. Um, so I like the old school feel of that, the intimacy. I like that. Um, it's just every year they got to be more creative, which you don't necessarily have to do. Just let it happen. Let it be. And, uh, and yes, if you had your team in it, it makes it even that better, much better. Like Reds fans must've been juiced. Cubs fans must've been juiced. So maybe one of these days, the Nationals get out there. And I think that actually, obviously, makes it a lot more exciting and interesting. But still, had my attention last night. Certainly, uh, won the underruns. But even if I had not placed a wager on the game, I would have, uh, I would have checked it out because of the nostalgia and uh, the old school connection, which was great. All right, so let's put a ball in this DC City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. We're going to go with the Commanders tomorrow, one o'clock. Man, it's going to be an interesting uh, early. Uh, kickoff usually they do these games at night for whatever reason it's a one o'clock kick at FedEx field I said earlier they got these tickets going for as low as a dollar on these ticket broker sites Uh, (laughs) uh, but the interest is there the interest is there for the uniforms the interest is there for Carson Wentz the interest is there for how does this team look early in the preseason I mean, the Patriots didn't even play Mac Jones last night for whatever reason. They got three games left, but you also have a, a, a Hall of Fame coach in Bill Belichick. He knows what he's doing. Giants trotted out Daniel Jones. Uh, I don't think the Ravens played Lamar Jackson. I don't think the Titans played their starting quarterback. But we do know 15 to 20 plays tomorrow for the first teamers for the Washington Commanders. How will the defensive line hold up after changing uh, their new, uh, changing their coach rather? Like, there is curiosity, even though it is just the preseason. I mean, we all loathe the preseason. Loathe? We all loathe it. We want the regular season to get here. But for the first time in a while, this will actually be uh, somewhat fascinating for at least the first 30 minutes or so of football uh, out there at FedEx Field. But we're going to take the Commanders. Minus two and a half, wherever you... uh, um see that number yesterday was minus one and a half at Bet Rivers. Today it's up to minus two and a half. And clearly I think this latest circus issue is it helps the commander's cause. It helps Carson Wentz's cause because he has a little bit of a chip now to silence the critics. The critics that weren't there until the team president said, Hey, did you see what this guy said about you? <laughs> Oh, my God. What is happening? What is happening? Everybody's so sensitive. It's amazing. Just relax. All right. Thanks for checking us out here. Hey, follow me on Twitter at JFrankHanrahan, at uh, BetRivers at live. Enjoy your weekend. It's supposed to be fantastic. It's supposed to be really nice out there. We'll chat on Monday. We'll have a full recap of the Commanders and how they look as they prepare and continue to get ready for nine eleven against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I appreciate you. We'll talk on Monday. DC CityCast presented by Bed Rivers. I'm Frank Hanran from Visa.